Teachers are so important. Like, they actually are. Care about it and, like, actually try. I believe it is a beautiful piece of art. Welcome along to See Me After Class for 2020. This is a podcast that emanates from a beautiful school in the southern Alps of New Zealand. Now, let's meet the team. And here is Cathy, a parent who aspires to make connections in a community to build a successful future. This is Chris, who aspires to be an agitator who tests the boundaries just to see how the system reacts. And this is Anna, a silent observer who's a go-between between the students and the teachers in a classroom. This is Renee, who aspires to forge a progressive and creative path. And together, we are See Me After Class. Hello everybody and welcome along to episode 39 of See Me After Class. We are back in term one, week five, and Chris and Kathy, hello. Hello. Hi. How are you? Either of you, I really guess, can answer that one. Oh, well, I'm good. I'm um, having quite a nice time getting back into the rhythm of the classroom after having spent some time away. How are things with you, Kathy? <clears throat> I am good. I, am, I too am getting back in the rhythm of this particular week because I was away for a couple of days at a, uh, a work-related planning session, a strategic planning session in a beautiful part of our region that I don't usually visit. So it was a real treat to be away, but it was quite intense and did a lot of really sort of in-depth work with the team I was with and came away feeling yeah, pretty, pretty tired really, but rewarded for having made the effort. So it was a great way to start the week, but it felt like the week should have been over. Ah, wonderful. Yes. How, how, can we ask actually where you were? We were in Glenorchy. Oh, definitely beautiful. Yeah. And staying at Camp Glenorchy, which is the fabulous off-the-grid, zero-emission eco-lodge that has been built there just in the last few oh, years. Oh, the one that they then donated to the community, yes? So I, it, I don't know the exact arrangement, but it was indeed the brainchild of a philanthropic couple from America who have made, had already made Glenorchy their home and are very community-minded. And, and they are, um, they've created a trust that is giving back to that community. And mm. the, I mean, look, they've created a lot of jobs just in that one place. Um, it's amazing. I, it's a little, uh, I shouldn't be ashamed to plug it because it is such a, a great venture and it's doing great things for the environment as well as for the community it's in. For those of you who don't know where Glenorchy is, one of the places around it is actually called Paradise. It is a pretty spectacular part of our country, I think. Um, how lucky we were to go and spend some time up there. And if anyone's seen the Jane Campion series, Top of the Lake, well, that's where it's set. Yes, that's right. And you do feel yes. like you're wandering around a film set half the time. So, yeah. So here we are, back in our equally lovely part of the world. Well, one of the things that we thought we'd talk about this week was the yeah. rounding back on our 
teacher and parent conferences from a week or so ago and to talk about them from the other side. Each of us has had our own experience at those conferences and I think it would be great just for us to see whether our expectations were realised and whether anything came up that might be worth Mm. examining. So who wants to start with that? Well, I can say that um, my goal that I set initially in um, the podcast uh, to open up those lines of communication with parents has been really successful. I um, followed my interviews up with a bit of a welcome email um, to introduce the parents to the websites and things like that. And I've had um, possibly more responses than I think I've had before, just um, acknowledging that, that, you know, that communication has been opened up. And um, so, yeah, really positive experience for me this time around. Great. Good on you. Isn't it nice to think about it beforehand and actually look back and realize that you've achieved the goals you've set for yourself? I'm pretty impressed. Yeah, it is. It's, yeah, it's handy. So when you, when you say opened up the lines of communication, what sort of things did you find out? Well, I definitely meet um, some parents of particularly of students that I've never taught before um, seemed to be the, the people that came for in for an interview most of the time. Um, it was nice to just touch base with them and to get to know who belongs to which child, I guess. Um, but lots of parents were really open and talking about things uh, that their children find or have found previously difficult, uh, particularly in English, specific learning um, disabilities or needs that they feel like their child, um, that needs to be alerted to to the teacher of their child. So just general little things like that, that definitely help put the pieces of the puzzle together when you're trying to formulate a way forward with each of your students for the year. So you think it was good to have it at the beginning of the year? Yeah, I do. I do like having this block of interviews. I think it's really important to open, like to, to start talking about these things early enough so that you can make a plan um, if a plan needs to be made because sometimes it doesn't always right from the word go but also just to know, to let them know that you're open to them coming and talking to you um, I think I've talked we've talked before Chris about uh, possible growing um, distance that parents sometimes feel when children go off to high school so I think that this is definitely one way that we can offer an opportunity to narrow that distance. Great. That sounds excellent. And Kathy, did it? Did the interviews fulfill your needs? Yeah, well, I was just thinking, Renee, as you spoke about how you were one of the teachers we, we met in our Met Again, in our interview with one of my children. And I did notice the fact that my child came alive when he was talking to you. So it was really nice to watch that little interaction <laughs> in the, the brief seven-minute slot that we, we get. And it was just nice to eat. I do hear things come out of my children's mouths sometimes that are unexpected. And I'm really grateful for those because, um, yeah, they wouldn't happen otherwise. So I thought it was a really positive experience with you. Um, you. Overall, yeah. And overall, I was reflecting on, we had talked beforehand about the logistics of the evening and how chaotic it can be. Um, and how you guys, you know, the bell rings every seven minutes and how annoying that is. But I actually noticed at one point the bell wasn't working. And so things got horribly off track for a while. I don't know if you remember this. And um, it was, it is, you know, grating as that bell sounds, you really need it to keep the structure in that crazy gym full of hundreds of people. 
Um, well, I found it, I definitely noticed it because then once it started, it wasn't in sync with the times that people had booked. <laughs> and so the bell was right. going, it didn't match up with yeah. the times. And I yeah. had no idea who I was supposed to be talking to. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It did get a little crazy, you know, even extra crazy for a while. So maybe next time we'll be slightly more grateful for the horrible bells that ring every seven minutes when they actually do. Um, but that's just a logistical thing. On the whole, it was a, a really positive experience. Um, as I anticipated, it was a good chance to go in and get a little window into the world of my kids and what's happening in their classes, meet some teachers I hadn't met before. I had a few, um, and may I don't know, partially because we had recorded that other podcast just the day of those interviews. I did go into the first one of, I think we did a total of maybe nine interviews that night between two children. And the first one I came in a little fired up and full of energy and beans. And I do feel a bit sorry for the first teacher we sat down with because I had a a very specific thing I wanted to address and I addressed it quite strongly (laughs) with this poor teacher who was outstanding and fabulous and looked a little bit like a deer in headlights, um, and I did feel that I came across in a slightly prickly manner, which was possibly uncalled for, and so I did actually circle back and apologize the day after, because <laughs> my husband was like... But I wonder, not without necessarily revealing too much, I'm so fascinated to know what it is that you ask that, that could be considered to be prickly, or what, what on earth did you say? <laughs> Oh, look, in the scheme of things, I'm sure it was more attitude than anything. I wouldn't have. uh, It was just trying to get to the bottom of placement, this particular child's placement and level in the Uh, subject. And it was really based on a lack of understanding for me and for my child on on the structure of the thing and the process. So you're going to probably, I don't know, I wonder if it's going to last the whole year. You hit this sort of um, theme for me of how important it is for for this parent to understand the the processes and structures that are around my kids learning and there was a lack of knowledge and that's what led to my frustration which led to my coming across probably as frustrated now that doesn't mean i was terrible to the to the teacher it just means that um i reflected on it i could tell that it was you know it probably did come across a little more strongly than I intended. Do you experience that from the other side? Have you had, te- you know, I mean, look, to put it really bluntly, I suppose it boils down to parents sometimes coming along and venting to you. But it could be about you or it could be about their kid or it could be about someone else entirely or they could have just had a bad day. But in parent interviews, do you find that happening sometimes? I've certainly never experienced it, but I wonder if I'm a bit scary. <laughs> no, but I don't think I have experienced it either. I haven't had a definitely haven't had a venting session from a parent. I don't think that you'd be alone in wanting to understand processes and placements and things, though, Kathy. Like I know that I answer a lot of questions from parents about that 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 maybe haven't had the conversation with their child or haven't. Um, heard about some of the ways that we operate in the English department around how this child ended up in this course or how they came to the decision of making this selection. So I definitely have those conversations, but I haven't had a venting one yet. But those conversations are actually quite positive from my point of view. I guess the difference for us though, Renee, is that in our our subject, the 
parents and the students are the ones that make those decisions. Perhaps if we were making those decisions for the kids, like all the other departments do, then if there was not a lot of transparency about how those decisions are made or not a lot of information about the mechanisms that sit behind those decisions, then I know as a parent I would be alarmed by that. I'd definitely want to know. Yeah, I think it's a natural response as a parent to want to understand that. This is to non-parents mm. talking. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the, the outcome was that it opened up a really great dialogue with this teacher who, like I say, I have a huge amount of respect for. And it wasn't the teacher um, who was the, it wasn't, it was the process, you know, not, not the teacher. And so it was, yeah, it gave us a chance to have a really great dialogue about my child's learning and what we want for that child and really come into the agreement that, look, it, it, the child's in the right place and I've got nothing but, you know, excitement about the year ahead for, you know, for their learning. So that's a great outcome. Yeah. And that I think is cut kind of the point of those conversations if you can and the the ideal outcome if you can reach those (laughs) conclusions and feel comfortable with the teacher then I think kind of the brief of the of the parent teacher interviews being met the the idea behind it is is has been yeah held up I don't I don't actually think I would mind if a parent came in quite fired up with questions I, I kind of invite and hope for that I think one of the reasons we produce so much information about our courses and the selection process and the content and we're constantly spamming parents with uh, more and further information about things is to actually invite that kind of questioning and an investment from parents so I just like it I must admit I mean having being an established teacher with a a reputation that um, tends to be considered to be quite positive in the community. I feel like parent interviews are quite often just a, they feel quite social to me. Like we, we're sort of catching up, checking in with each other, enjoying each other's company. Uh, I try really hard to do that thing that you were describing, Kathy, which is to show how I relate to the, uh, the, the children. So th- almost invariably the kids come, which I think is perfect. And I spend most of my time interacting with them in a way that I think echoes how I would interact with them in the classroom so their families can get kind of get a feel for what it's like for their kids at school with me as their teacher. And then I often just ask the parents to interject or, or engage with the conversation I'm having with the student at, at will when they wish to do so. And I, I really like working like that, but I guess what doesn't come out of that is it's probably putting the student's voice in a privileged position and not so much the parents. And I wonder if I don't get those things from parents largely because they barely get a word in. Yeah, well, I've observed that in your interviews, Chris, so it's possible. What did you feel about that when that happened to you? I could appreciate the interaction that was happening in front of me. I just didn't necessarily feel a part of it. Right. And did you want to be? Um, probably, just because it's my, in my nature to want to establish my own relationship with the teacher. Yeah. But I, well, it didn't bother me. Right. So do you think that there was room for that to happen? Or do you think that the conversation that happened with the student was was a worthwhile use of the time? It was definitely a worthwhile use of time. I, it was, I think you can always make that space. If you feel strongly enough about it, you're always gonna make that space one way or the other, even within seven minutes. The interesting thing for me is that I do think that I'm there for the students. And so I feel like mm-hmm. if, the stu- if the parents want to, um, 
if they have something they want to add or if they have something they want to gain from the interview because they're grown-ups, that they can ensure that happens for themselves. And otherwise, I'll just carry on sort of having that opportunity to speak individually with the student um, until such time as the parents choose to uh, direct it elsewhere. Yeah, and that's right. And I'm someone who will, you know, give me an inch and I'll take a mile and I'll, I'll grab that opportunity, but maybe not all parents would. But as you say, yeah. if your goal is really to have that relationship with the student, then that's, then I think that's fine. You're meeting that goal. And it's still really rewarding for the parent to observe that. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I mean, I, 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 I do have a responsibility to communicating with parents, but um, I don't think Renee would find it surprising that most of my conversations are with the students. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I'm just sitting here listening to this thinking, this is just so Chris. I think possibly, <laughs> Kathy, that this idea of parent-teacher interviews is is said in the name, the traditional format is that we have an interview with the parent about the child. But I suppose the way, um, particularly that, that Chris, you work, and I, I hope that I work too, is to put the child at the centre. And if you're going to do that, then possibly these become more of definitely a team up conference um, rather than just that traditional format of the parent and the teacher talk about the child. Yeah, and, and ours are called team up conferences. So... And in, in the primary school where our, our third child is, they are called three-way conferences. At one yeah. point in the year, they're called three-way, and at another point in the year, they're called they're actually called student-led. Yeah. I think that's well. That's definitely so, our goal anyway. Know, there are, yeah, I definitely is, do is, ask the parents in every the interview if there's anything they think I should know in order to work well with the kids. But usually they don't say anything. Yeah, I know. Actually, do you know what? I even remember you asking that about my child a, a year ago. And and I mm -hmm. probably got out what I wanted to, and that was enough. So, you know, it, right. I think it's fine. And I am remember, I'm just recalling now that I had a conversation with another parent whose child had a, a you know, they, who had a session with you, Chris, just mm. the other week. <laughs> and we were just discussing this whole thing. And she was observed exactly what you've described that you do and she felt it got out of her child just what both you and she wanted to hear which were his thoughts about about class and about the year ahead and so I thought that was oh, a, a real success yeah I think also Kathy you've, you've um, made the point that ultimately at the end of the day a parent possibly wants to know, and correct me if I'm off track here, but um, wants to know that their child's learning is going to be supported. And one of the ways you can be assured of that is when you see that interaction between uh, a teacher and student and your child as their student, you can, not, you can see that that dynamic, that relationship's being established, you can see how it's possibly going to work and you get a little bit of that assurance via that interaction rather than having a conversation about it as such. Yes, that's right. It's it's demonstrative, you know, more than a narrative sometimes. Yeah, yeah that would be true. But at Kathy, I am actually, I am getting some insight, which I'm finding really useful into how it is that I get people's noses out of joint. <laughs> and it's actually really helpful to hear this. I'm so glad oh. that you're here. <laughs> oh, well, I hope so too. Uh, look, and, and my, my nose is fine, yes. so I didn't walk away. Uh, traumatized by any stretch, but I would just observe that you you do them differently than other teachers do. I mean, I think every single teacher I've ever met at a parent interview approaches it ever so slightly differently, and that's that's great. I mean, that's 
um, that's the whole benefit. I think an interesting insight there is that um, none of us actually get told what to do. Like there's no there's no kind of format that we're provided with. We're just given slots and told to go to the room and get get on with it. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not surprised that there's a lot of variety in how it's done. I was thinking about this on the way home uh, when we'd sort of brainstormed that this would be our topic for this podcast. And I thought, no one ever actually told me or taught me how I should run a parent-teacher interview. It's definitely something that, you know, you don't really cover that much at, um, in training and you kind of just get popped into this situation um, as you become a classroom teacher and sort of you figure and navigate a way for yourself forward. So the variety probably comes from each of our own individual differences. But then, of course, parents don't get taught how to do it either, do they? No. I know that um, that parent interviews are quite... Uh, I enjoy them, but I guess I'm also... It, it's pretty clear from this conversation that I also kind of run them according to my own priorities. I know that some teachers do find them... I don't think the word traumatic would be an exaggeration. I think the the challenge of having to kind of front up to families and manage that uh, additional relationship can be really mm. tough for some teachers, I think. Yeah, I can understand that because we parents can be sort of scary entities. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. And I think that boils down to just... But another thing is I totally respect the fact that this is... Yes, a part of, but also on top of everything else that you're doing. And it does take a lot of, of effort to kind of, um, you know, particularly just the sustained marathon effort of hours upon hours in that gym sitting there. So, um, you know, it, it's demanding in lots of ways. I did love your little pep talk email about halfway through the evening that we got on that first night. Kathy, thank you for that. <laughs> yes, that was really kind. <laughs> Oh, you're welcome. I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking of you, and I thought I wasn't sure if they'd be looking at their computers, but just in case, we're never far from our computers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did open it the next day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Well, they're over for another year, people. So, well, oh no, sorry, until half year, halfway through, they're over for a few months. <laughs> Although I think it's excellent that the students make their own choices. I now regret that I'm not teaching one of your kids, Kathy, so that we can have a parent interview. Like, <laughs> I'm so <laughs> I, I really, I really want to run one. But then again, I think you and I have also got over the issue of not having enough time and seven minutes to talk to each other, and we've manifest a much more extended conversation around education in the. <laughs> Yes, it might be to our listeners' detriment that, that I don't have a child you're teaching because now they're subjected to our conversation all year long. That's right. Well, I think our listeners will be very happy to hear this conversation. So I think, is there anything that basically, I, the last question I've got in mind, is there anything that's realistic that you'd like to change about how these interviews are done? I was reflecting on the our chat before the interviews and how we kind of riffed on this idea of bring a parent to school and the whole concept of having the, the parents in the classroom and having them grouped the way the children are grouped and going through a series of classes over the course of a day. And I would love that opportunity. And I think that would be an interesting way to not necessarily achieve the same thing or all of what we achieve in a parent interviews, but certainly part of it. So mm. that's the only thing I, I would love to see our school or any school out there try is just something really innovative 
around drawing parents into the school community, into the learning environment. In previous situations, I've done that, and it has been really good. The parents who are interested in those come in. The kids actually really enjoy the experience of hosting their parents and, in a sense, showing off what it is that they do in class. They they actually relish it. And we also took it to the extent Mm. in a department that I was responsible for once where we asked a group of parents who were highly engaged, kind of as I would say you are, Cathy, to uh, come in and, and do a sort of a critical review of the teaching, sort of sit in the back, set up a few questions that they'd like to see answered, and then then giving feedback to the teachers afterwards just from the point of view of parents. And, I mean, honestly, it was such a great experience, and the parents were really insightful. They had some really interesting observations to make. So, yeah, I do think, I, I agree, I think it would be great if we did that stuff. We just have to uh, perhaps get our school to be a little bit more open to engaging in that kind of interactive way with the members of the community. Maybe if they listen to our podcast, they might they might see this as a good idea. I always laugh when I say listen to our podcast because I cannot imagine them bothering, <laughs> but maybe they're listening now. <laughs> that would be a nice thought. <laughs> um, Kathy, would you like to see something yes. like that? in place of the structure that we have now for team-up conferences or on top of? I think it's probably most appropriate at the beginning of the year. In a way, my gut reaction is to say on top of, but actually at the beginning of the year, if that was offered, you would actually take care of a lot of what you what you cover in parent, what you can cover in a parent interview in a group setting. Oh, right. Well, I think that's this week done. We've got so many topics that we want to talk about that we actually have to have some self-discipline. And I think we've done a great job this week of speaking about one thing. So this was the post-parent interviews conversation, and I, I, I've definitely learned from it, Kathy. Thank you very much. Yeah, likewise. Thank you. And thank you on behalf yeah. of all parents for, for going through that interview process at our school twice a year. Um, oh. And yeah, looking forward oh. to the next one already. And thank you on behalf of the teachers for coming and for providing your kids to us to teach. It's awesome. (laughs) And I can say, as one of the teachers of your child, it really is awesome. Um, And thank you for giving us your insights. You know, as Chris has said, it's it's good to learn from these things and to to take stock at the end of it all and think about what might happen next time. And if we can, I think we should try and uh, follow on on some of these innovations. While the school's not likely to start inviting parents in, I can still do it in my classroom, and I'm feeling quite motivated to do so after hearing from you, Kathy. So maybe that's something we can talk a little bit about how it might work for parents, and I might have a go, yeah. and we can then talk about it on here as well. I think I'd definitely be up for something like that, Chris, so let's talk. Yeah, that sounds great. All right. Awesome. Sounds wonderful. Well, have, have a nice weekend, everyone. Yes, enjoy it. Another time. Bye. I'll catch you soon. This was an episode of See Me After Class with Renee and Chris. My Twitter handle is at edutronic underscore net. And mine is at Renee Plunkett too. See you next week. <laughs>